The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. I don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Jenks! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Smitty and Q. What's going on, boys? Another show here, Notebook Wagery. Sitting across from Matty Nails and Smitty. We got to work on this new... Uh, the new intro, my the guy who did it, he's been on vacation, uh, so he's supposed to be coming back any day now. Uh, but we got to get Maddie involved in this. I feel like it's uh, he's kind of the redheaded stepchild of saying Smitty and Q. What do you think? It's okay, I don't mind. Also, hey, as long as people listen, I'm good with that. They'll they'll pick up that somebody else is in here. Smitty, can you hear us? I know you're on like a 1978 Windows edition. <laughs> <laughs> Apple I'm 2C. Doing the best, man. Hey, old man in the garage is not going to like that. He was very nice and letting me borrow a laptop. Mine, something happened to mine, so I'm doing the best I can. Well, hey, he he won a lot of dogs, so we know he had a lot of plus money during football. We ought to uh, tell him this year to. Oh, he has he has like he has like a couple other ones over there. I got to <laughs> no, I got to upgrade. I think he he must have not trusted me tonight with this laptop. <laughs> trial, trial. All right, boys. Uh, so we have a special guest for you today. Uh, so the draft's coming quick. It's I believe it's the 28th or 29th, the Thursday. Uh, so we have two weeks. So um, I know it seems like NFL. In college, definitely drive this show. You know, within respect, it's understandable. You know, baseball is America's pastime. It's pastime for a reason. Um, it's not current. So we wanted to get a good show out here. Um, Maddie Nail says extensive knowledge. Smitty and myself, you know, in terms of, uh, I would say the first two to three rounds. Uh, but we have a guest here who has more knowledge than us, and he's gone seven. Uh, so he really digs deep, and uh, you know we definitely want to get him on here and share his information. So Smitty actually brought him to us through one of our friends. Um, we've been following him ever since. I mean, the guy puts out accurate information, you know, kind of from what uh, the research we've done on him, you know, once we first met him. So uh, without further ado, we have um, Twitter handle at Shane P. Hallam. Hallam, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, look, you, you got it there. Awesome. Hey, thanks for coming on, Shane. Uh, like I said, Maddie, Smitty, and Q here. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, You know what, um, how you get involved in terms of the NFL uh, draft stuff, and then uh, we'll start firing some draft picks at you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm an NFL draft analyst for uh, fakepigskin.com, for Steel City Insider, 24-7 Sports. Um, I have my own podcast, The Debbie Marketplace. We talk about um, Debbie fantasy football college prospects. So I've been doing this since uh, 2004 it was the first year that I really scouted the draft. Um, so it's, it's been a while. Um, I, you know, I've had some success last year. I won the top 100 contest at the huddle report. So I predicted 86 of the top 100 correctly in terms of players taken uh, in the top 100. Wow. And um, yeah, I, I think my mock was, was top 10. So it was, uh, it was a good year last year and I'm ho- hopeful this year we'll, uh, we'll go the same. Let me real quick ask you, and it's just out of my curiosity. So what is, okay, like baseball, right? 300 average, it's failing, uh, but that's Hall of Fame numbers. In terms of a draft accuracy, let's say, let's just do the first round because uh, that's kind of what everybody cares about. What is a great, 
percentage of accuracy in this world. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because it differs year to year, right? There's, there's like some years when like uh, everyone's kind of more in tune. Last year was a little better. Two years ago was a little worse. Uh, if you hit twenty five percent, if you you know if you get that two fifty batting average uh, consistently on the first round in terms of team to player. You're you're golden. You're you're going to be in the top ten almost every year. Um, and anything thirty percent or over is like godlike if you can get that. So like it's uh, uh, you know I, I always have the bait of you know is it easier to predict the first round of the NFL draft or perfectly predict? Uh, I would I'd say two NCAA tournaments every game correct in a row. Uh, and I think it's a good debate. I think. I think the NFL draft's a little harder because things can change with trades and whatnot, and you don't exactly know what's going to happen. That's incredible. 25% and you're a genius. <laughs> hey, you know, I always give Mel Kuyper stuff. I'm like, man, this guy sucks. He gets any, barely any picks, but, you know, actually that makes that would make sense now why he's one of the greatest. So, all right, uh, Smitty, Matty, you guys got anything before we jump into the picks? Uh no, I, what's crazy is I'm actually trying to look. Uh, we do a fun draft contest ourselves in between friends. There's usually six to eight of us, and um, it's predict the first round. And I'm pretty sure our winner last year may have had seven correct picks. So I'm just trying to dig up that old spreadsheet while you guys keep on talking. So, you, yeah, that puts you right around the, the 20 to 25%. It wasn't me. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I, I don't think it was me either. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, you know player player match to team uh, last year. I had ten, uh, and the top had thirteen in the contest. Wow, so. that's that's really awesome. solid. Okay, uh, so let's just jump right into this because you know we want to get the most picks out uh, with the, the the time we have you here. Okay, so obviously the first overall pick. Um, so I have. McShay's, Kuypers, and Daniel Jeremiah's, and then yours. So we'll just kind of see, you know, I think four of them will give us a good indicator maybe. Uh, so obviously Trevor Lawrence, number one, Zach Wilson, number two. All of you guys had that, so we can kind of just go past that. So here's – now, again, we talked pre-show that um, some of your picks, this was uh, March 29th, so some of these will change on the fly. Uh, so just, you know, follow along with us and just make sure that happens. So right now you have the 49ers at number three. They traded um, – and got Miami's pick, who used to be Houston. So you have Trey Lance uh, for North Dakota State going. What's your thoughts on that one? I, I think this is obviously the next pick we have to get. It's going to be one of the three quarterbacks. It's going to be Justin Fields from Ohio State, Trey Lance from North Dakota State, or Mac Jones from Alabama. Uh, to, to me, when you know when I made that mock at the end of March, I felt like like San Francisco's giving up these picks. It's got to be Trey Lance or Justin Fields. It's got to be a dynamic playmaker um like robert griffin was in the shanahan offense uh but you know the, the tea leaves keep moving toward mac jones and um you know circling back so certainly so, you know right now i i'm almost leaning to go mac jones there uh but i i think we're gonna find this out before draft day which quarterback they really like because we know it's gonna be lawrence and wilson so san francisco doesn't really have to hide anything uh, you know, no, no one, no one can jump them. Nothing's going to happen. So I think we'll find out pretty soon. But uh, I think it could be any of those three at this point. I was going to ask, and I see Matty had something to say. So real quick, Mac Jones. So obviously, uh, at the end of last season, he was kind of like a late first round, early second round. You know, Trey Lance was kind of the heralded kid. They think he's going to be a phenom. So why is Trey Lance kind of sliding down, and why is Mac Jones now suddenly? 
a top three guy? I think it's about safety. I think it's about, you know, sometimes as fans, uh, uh, especially for, you know, for me, a fan of the draft, like we, it's very easy for us to say, you know, these coaches and GMs should do this. Like how'd you pass on Deshaun Watson for Mitch Trubisky and this kind of thing. But a lot of times these coaches and GMs are making picks to, to kind of save their job. It's not necessarily to win a Super Bowl. So I think for Mac Jones, yeah, I mean, he's the safest of these prospects. He's, he's probably not going to be a bust. You know, he, he could be Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins can keep your job for a long time. Um, and Shanahan knows how he fits the offense. He probably has a good idea of that. But I, if you just watch Mac Jones' pro day back to back with Justin Fields' pro day, they happened at the same time, the first ones. Uh, Mac Jones second, Justin Fields first. I mean, it, it, it was night and day. Like, he, Mac Jones is not on that level. Um, but I, I could see an NFL team just saying, look, let's just, you know, hit the double. We'll get a quarterback. We have everything else. You know, we can win a Super Bowl with him. And I, I think it's a mistake. It almost always is a mistake. Uh, but But sometimes that's the thought process. So I'll jump in real quick. I think um, – so Mac Jones, I think, is going to be the pick here. And I think that San Francisco is going to their workouts to scare off other people, to 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 field this workout. I think they're going to see if they can actually potentially field an offer from somebody who might come up. And they, they still know that they can get uh, Trey Lance or – fields or uh mac jones i think from pick four through eight we're gonna see three teams come in and in trades and try to get these quarters we might see an unprecedented run i believe on quarterbacks this year we might get five in a row it, it, it would be pretty crazy i i san francisco's not gonna move out of the pick though like you didn't you didn't move up to trade back like it's the same thing mel kuyper as miami moving up again like that's not gonna happen you know that that's not the movement that you make um, to do that. Uh, so, I mean, I think they're locked in on a quarterback. And if it is going to be that quick, then you can't give up any ground if you want a quarterback uh, because you could lose out on all of them. I think the comp for Mac Jones is that everybody's – it's not comparable, in my opinion, is Matt Ryan just because of the Atlanta connection, and I don't think he's that high of a ceiling. Smitty, you have anything? Yeah, I just want to ask Shane. Shane, so I know you kind of rank these guys. I, I want to go back to like Lawrence and Wilson. I'm very high on Wilson. In your opinion, what would be like? Who's your top quarterback? Like, I know you know. I know everybody. You know, Lawrence is going number one. But if you had to have that pick, and I've I've heard some other people said they would take Wilson over Lawrence. What's your What's your thought on that? Um, Lawrence is by far and away my number one quarterback in this class. And, and I know that's like passe to say, but I, I wrote an article for fake pigskin about why Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback I've ever scouted, uh, coming into the NFL draft. So he, you know, he's number one for me since 2004, since I started this, um, just the way he can manipulate defenses with his eyes, something he's been doing since his freshman year, just going from that first read to the second read to the third read, he go right back to the first and throws the football. He moves that safety uh, where he wants that safety to go. It's something I haven't seen a quarterback really do. Andrew Luck did it a little bit. Um, it, so to me, I think that's that's far and away. I mean, I think Zach Wilson has the skill set to be elite. Um, my, my question with Zach Wilson, and, and he's um, right now my QB3 in this class behind Lawrence and Fields, is – under pressure, you know, what, what, what does he do? 
because you really didn't have to face it this year when you had a defense in Coastal Carolina that um, really, you know, manipulated their defense pre-snap. Uh, he had a lot, he had some trouble. He had some trouble reading that defense pre-snap and knowing where they were going to be. I, I, and that was an issue two years ago. If you go back and watch him, not just last year, but two years ago when he struggled against Hawaii, when he struggled against Boise State, you know, these were much better defenses at that point. So it's not saying Zach Wilson's going to be bad. He could be elite. I mean, he has that skill set and that accuracy uh, to be so. But I just have questions. I'm a little bit unsafe with him over Lawrence and Fields myself. I have I have one more question. I just want to pile on to these since we're on the quarterback runs. So typically we know we're going to get five in the first round. Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, Jones, and Fields. Do you think a six sneaks into that back end just because they get that extra year on the contract? Uh, I never say there's no chance of anything in the NFL draft because there's never no chance. But this is as close to no chance, I think, as as we'll get. There just isn't a player close. Like Jordan Love last year I thought was a reach, but he was close. I mean, he had, he had elite talents. I mean, Davis Mills from Stanford, some people like to slide on in there. Uh, I mean, the guy barely ha- you know has enough games under his belt. Trey Lance and Mac Jones have 17 starts, which is pretty bad in terms of drafting a quarterback at the NFL. I mean, that's low. Uh, Davis Mills is lower than that. Uh, and he, his footwork, I mean, it's just his, his technique is a, a disaster. You know, Kyle Trask doesn't have the arm. Um, I, I'll be floored. I'll be on the floor ranting if uh, someone drafts a six quarterback. That's why I asked, because uh, that uh, Davis Mills seems to be gaining a lot of traction, and I'm with you. I don't see it at all, but hey, that's just... We heard Jake Fromm last year. He won the fourth round. You know, it happens every year, and, and these guys end up going two rounds later. Perfect. Thank you. I'm actually going to real quick end the quarterback discussion so we can get on the place. I actually think Kyle Trask has an arm, and I say that he's not going to throw the ball 65 yards downfield, uh, but I think him and Lawrence are by far, you know, uh, tenfolds better at throwing in tighter windows, um, throwing to a location versus a receiver where obviously the college kids, they can scramble around with athleticism and they throw it to a receiver. In the NFL, you throw it to a location. And I think Kyle Trask is one of the best at that, uh, just as Lawrence was. And I do like, obviously Kyle Trask was a little slower in college, but he just shed 15 pounds. I think, I don't think he's going to be in the first round. Um, but I think he'd be a really good pick in the second round. I think he's going to have a lot of success because he's a big guy. He's like 6'5", 230, uh, if he can move around a little bit better. And I, I, like I said, I think he hits those tight windows. And, and the NFL is tight windows with the speed of the cornerback. So that's just kind of where I lean. No, look, it's possible. I, I was definitely high on him through the season. I, I, I agree with you in terms of accuracy. I think he, his ball placement is great. Now, my fear is the zip on that football is just not an NFL caliber. You know, it, it, and and yeah. look, that you don't necessarily need need that, but he's gonna have to develop. And he's someone that didn't start a game in college. Uh, he didn't start. You know, he started his freshman year of high school, and that was the last time he started until last season. So it's uh, yeah. some work to do. Fair enough. All right, let's keep this train moving. So, as you mentioned, the number four picks. So, Mel Kuyper has the Dolphins training up. Um, I guess he's got them head over heels in love with Kyle Pitts. Uh, you have Jalen. You have Jalen. Jalen Phillips. Yeah, the defenseman. Phillips. Miami. I'm sorry. I was Not drawing a blank. Uh, so, you have Jalen Phillips out of Miami going to the Falcons. And, you know, it seems like Atlanta always goes for 
a receiver, why do you have them going DN now? You know, I, 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 I don't project trades. So I think if someone moves up to four and Atlanta moves back, I mean, defense is what they need. Like that's how bad this, this team was. They have a veteran offense. Uh, I think if they stick at four, I, I think they take Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida at four. Um, and I think if they move back, then you'll look at the best defensive end, best pass rusher, best corner in the class is probably what they look for. So, um, you know, in, in my final mock, I'll probably have them taking Kyle Pitts at four uh, and, and sticking there unless we see a trade before draft day. Okay, so number five, a little different. So you have Penny Sewell. Kuiper has Penny Sewell and McShay has Jamar Chase going to five. So he's got the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase uh, package. Uh, what's your thoughts with Sewell? Seems like he's kind of dropping on some boards. Yeah, it seems like he is. Um, and I think it's not his fault. I don't think it's that he's a worse player. He's the number two player on my board uh, overall. But uh, I think it is because this offensive tackle class is good and is deep. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm 50 50 between Chase and Sewell for my for uh, Cincinnati. Excuse me, at five, uh, I think they should take Sewell. Uh, but you know their offensive tackles are kind of set for this year. They signed Riley Reef to a one year deal. He's going to have to start. Um, you know, and they have the uh, the kid from Alabama they drafted two years ago. Um, so you know, I think they could take Chase instead. I, I think I think Sewell. Uh, is going to be a steal. I think he's going to be a dominant, dominant player. I think he's uh, easily one of the best in this class. I think Jamar Chase is too. I think he's uh, a absolute stud day one as well. And it seems like Cincinnati feels they can't get an outside alpha receiver anywhere else, but they can get an offensive tackle in round two. If that's the case, then Chase might be this pick. I agree with you, Shane. I actually think they should go Sewell. I think he's the most dominant of the tackles by far. I, I, I mean, how can you not lock him in for a decade there and then just bump the kid from Alabama down to guard and you have Reef play the right? And then this is actually, along with the deep O-line class, is a really deep wide receiver class. So then picking early in the second round, they could possibly grab a Rondale Moore or Bateman and hit their wide receiver need if that's what they feel they want. You know, I, I think the difference is – you know, Rondell Moore, Rashad Bateman are uh, slot receivers, and that's they, they have that in Tyler Boyd. You know, they have T. Higgins, who's an excellent number two, I, th- I think could be a number one. So I, so I think that's the philosophy. I'm with you. I disagree with that philosophy, but uh, that seems to be where they're at. You know, that, that kind of, you know, Dr. Brennan and myself, we've talked about this a lot, and we kind of thought this with the Colts. They went and got their quarterback with luck. And then every year they went wide receiver, wide receiver, offensive people, but no line. And you saw where Luck went, and he's out of the league already, and he got hurt. I agree with I, – I, I think you have to go get this kid out of Oregon at the offensive line and keep your quarterback upright. Again, Chase, unbelievable wide receiver. I understand that, but there's I think there's so many weapons in this draft. I think you got to go offensive line here. Completely agree, Smitty. All right, so let's go with the sixth pick. So you still have Miami in the six. Mel Kuyper has, obviously, Atlanta moving from four to six. And you have them drafting Kyle Pitts. And then it's a little weird. So Kuyper has them getting Pitts at four and then Trey Lance at six. So there's that little flip-flop. And then Tom McShay has... At six, the Dolphins draft in Devontae Smith. Why don't you touch on that a little bit? Do you think Pitts falls to six? I, you know, I think I think 
he could, right? If, uh, you know, if kind of what Maddie was saying before, if someone moves up to four and takes a quarterback uh, and Cincinnati still decides to go chase or Sewell, now Kyle Pitts is there at six. And I think Miami, you know, runs the podium for that pick. If the Falcons take Pitts at four um, and then Chase goes five, now I'm with McShay. I think Miami would take Devonta Smith, you know, pair him back up with Tua. Um, you know, I think even Jalen Wada would be a, a consideration here. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Devonta Smith. I mean, he's my wide receiver uh, three right now um, in, in the class. And honestly, I might move him a little bit lower before draft day. I think he's a great player, Heisman winner. Um, but it is concerning to have a player that's that might you know ha- hasn't weighed in, refuses to weigh in, um, you know, before, before the, the the draft, which has never happened that I've seen. You know, one seventies in the one sixties. Uh, I think that's uh, that's a fear. And he's look, he's done everything he's supposed to do in college. I mean, he's dominated uh, really good corners, and he's played with strength. But um, that that's a big fear of mine. So it wouldn't surprise me if some teams prefer Jalen Waddle and kind of his upside. Um, but Miami seems like the kind of team that uh, I think would could be wowed by Devonta Smith, by the Heisman Trophy, and, you know, just bring in a playmaker like that. But I, I think it'd be a mistake to take uh, him, probably either of those guys, this high. I think Kyle Pitts is going to be your next Mike Smith, very fast, tight end-esque. He runs a four four nine. I mean, they have a true tight end, Mike Gusecki, so I think that fits really well with them. You know, another outside playmaker, great hands. Um, okay, number seven. So um, you have the Lions taking Jamar Chase. Um, McShay has the Lions taking Jalen Waddle, And Kuyper has Jamar Chase going to the Lions. So obviously receiver heavy for them. It's prototypical that the Lions always draft a receiver, it seems like, a running back or a receiver. So it fits right in. And those wide receivers have been bust, except Calvin Johnson. Yeah, that's Who's about the it. Who's guy out of USC? Ro- Mike Williams. Mike, oh, Mike Williams. Yeah, yeah. Mike, well, yeah. Charles yeah. Rogers, they've had a ton. Yeah, they've had a ton, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go through that. I mean, that one, that's pretty self-explanatory. So here's a different one. So obviously your mock draft, um, you didn't. it hadn't – your new latest – uh, was pri- pre sorry excuse me pre Sam Darnold trade for the Panthers. So right now you have Justin Fields getting drafted at eight to the Panthers. Um, Kuiper has Devontae Smith falling to the Panthers at eight, and then McShay has Patrick Sertain, so the first defensive player off the board. What's your thoughts? So hey, I don't think Carolina's completely out on Justin Fields. Like I think it, I don't think it's going to happen. But they did send Matt Rolls at, at the pro day today. GM was at the pro day today. Like they're at least trying to make people believe they're still in, uh, you know, maybe to move down. If if they draft, they do need a corner. But if they draft defense, last year was the first draft in NFL history where a team went all defense, did not draft one offensive player. Uh, you know, if you're going to go back to the defensive well, then you messed up somewhere along the line last year. Um, I think if Panay Sewell's sitting here, I, I think they'll take him uh, at eight. I think that's a position that they do have a need. They have have signed some players, but no one that I think moves um, moves the needle a lot. And sometimes you can kind of tell by signings what positions teams are looking at. Because they might sign a guy, a veteran, you know, who's okay, who's good. Like they need that position. So in case they don't get it in the draft, well, now we can, so let's get it. So I could really see offensive tackle um, being the pick here, keep Sam Darnold upright. They have they already have some weapons. I think Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore are plenty fine for now. They can draft someone later. Um, I think that would be a, a slam dunk. 
Now, Smitty said pre-show uh, there was some San- uh, Teddy Bridgewater love from Denver. So that obviously comes into play because now they have Sam Darnold. You saw Bridge- Bridgewater. Um, does that have, what do you guys think? All, all of you. Well, that's that's the rumor I heard was uh, if Fangio uh, wanted to reach out to Carolina about bringing Teddy to Denver. True, it's just a rumor mill, but I'd have to agree with Shane. I, I think they need to – like he summed it up perfectly. If they drafted all defense last year and they keep doing it, then they did, seriously did something wrong. Right. I, I mean, They could use it. Their ideal hopes, in my opinion, would be to have Chase or somehow Kyle Pitts last as far, but I don't think either of them are going to last as far. I And I don't think Sewell's going to be there, so I think they'd probably grab the next best uh, tackle, which would be that Rayshon Slater from uh, Northwestern. Northwestern, yeah. All right, so, okay, Denver Broncos. They're the nine picks, so we just talked a little Teddy Bridgewater love. So McShay has them drafting Trey Lance. Um, Michael Parsons uh, is in Mel Kuypers, and you have as Aziz <laughs> Ojolari. <laughs> I know who he is. I just didn't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, you actually did yeah, that's well. Good. That's good. That was that was good, Q. Yeah. <laughs> I believe. Jeff. Hey, I had to sound it out. <laughs> All right, so give me your thoughts on that. Uh, Denver's tough. I, I think it's just you know, is there a quarterback sitting there? Are they a team that moves up for one? They've definitely shown interest. Uh, but you still have John Elway's not the GM, but he's the boss of the GM. He drafted Drew, Drew Locke and seemed – I think if he was still the GM, I would think they'd probably be out on quarterback. They would still be um, in it. You know, do you kind of defy what he did two years ago? Uh, so it's interesting. I mean, I, I think I think they could take a quarterback here. I think if not, you're looking at defense um, and they signed a ton of corners – so, like, pass rush is a huge need, whether it's Aziz Ojolari, Jalen Phillips, you know, maybe a Micah Parsons or Zayvon Collins, one of the linebackers, has been a position they've looked at. Um, so I think it's kind of quarterback or that defensive front seven is probably the pick. I, 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 I'm i in agreement again. I really like that Zayvon Collins move here. Uh, to me, Denver's a team without an identity. They have a ho-hum quarterback. They lost – uh, the running back, Lindsley, Lindsay, to uh, Houston. The receivers are young, but are, are they good enough? I, I think they actually have endless routes of who to draft here. But why not try to get a stud linebacker? Parsons, I, I love. I think he's going to slip a little bit, though. I think, and we always miss random picks. I think this uh, Collins kid could jump up a little bit earlier than we think. All right, two round out to top ten. So, no, you, don't do it. <laughs> you have Dallas Cowboys taking Patrick Sertain. Mel Kuyper has a trade. Obviously, you said you don't factor in trades, uh, but he's got the Patriots moving up to ten uh, for Justin Fields, and then McShay has J.C. Horn out of South Carolina falling to Dallas. Um, real quick, give me a little why you think McShay has J.C. Horn over Sertain when Sertain seems to be, you know. Uh, head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, and then tell me why you think – so the Cowboys seem to be having a lot of love for Kyle Pitts. Now, obviously, Marcus Spears and the, and the alumni, they don't want him. But do you think that's got anything to do with that here? Or do you think there is any traction to the Patriots moving up? Uh, I, I mean, I think there's traction in the Patriots moving up. I think you look at New England, Washington, 
as the two teams that could move up. Um, and Washington seems to be like Trey Lancer bust and New England seems to be more Justin Fields or bust. Uh, so not my final mock, I may have, you know, Fields to New England and Lance to Washington and just, you know, one of those might happen. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I think Dallas, the Kyle Pitts love is great, but you got to give up a heck of a lot for just another pass catcher when you just drafted one. I, I think, um, I don't think Jerry Jones quite will do that. Um, and I think I think J.C. Horn is very close to Patrick Sertain. J.C. Horn's a better man cover corner. He's a lot stickier. Um, he has better technique. But Sertain's huge, fast, long, you know, jam. He, he's the type of corner that uh, Jerry Jones would would um, pick. So, uh, you know, I would say this is, this is probably one of McShay's worst picks because I, I, I really have trouble seeing um, Sertain over – or uh, Horn over Sertain. And I think the other potential piece might be linebacker. I think Parsons and Collins are in play or even offensive tackle if Slater um, falls here. All right. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, so I'm kind of putting you on the spot because it's going to kind of determine how I run through these. So do you have any free time next week to come on the show? Um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 we definitely find something for sure. Okay. All right, cool. So I'll, I'll slow down a little bit. Cause like I said, I, I love your uh, analysis and I, I don't want to skip out on some picks. Um, all right. So number 11, the Giants. So you have Devonte Smith falling. Um, McShay has the Patriots moving up for Justin Fields. And then uh, at 11, Mel Kuyper has the Giants taking Jalen Waddle. So I know you said Waddle Smith can kind of be interchanged. Uh, so do you see uh, the Giants picking a, Receiver there, or has it changed? It's up in the air. Like, I think receiver still makes sense. I know they signed Kenny Galladay. Um, you know, Darius Slayton's there is not much of anything. Uh, so I think outside Galladay, they, they really don't have – Evan Ingram was pretty bad. I, I think they do need more weapons. Uh, I think offensive line, again, could be, still be a possibility. I think it was the second-worst offensive line uh, in the NFL last year in terms of giving up sacks. Um, but – Honestly, I think pass rush too. I think if you know Jalen Phillips is still there, uh, he could be a real possibility. So I think the Giants are kind of a wild card in this draft um, because they could go so many different directions. I think the team is worse than it seems, and that usually leaves a lot of holes. But Dave Gettleman's probably picking for his job, and that sometimes can cause some desperation too. I don't. I mean, I don't know much on the Giants. I think you said it best. They have so many holes; they can go either way. I don't know. Do you guys have anything, boys? No, I agree. I mean, I agree everything he said. I, their offensive line is not good. They they really need some help. I think they're going to go with a weapon, though. I think they'll go with a wide one of those wide receivers that is there. See, I I'm going to lean elsewhere. I don't think they need the wide receiver. Um, can you name their their leader on defense? Can you name a stud player on their defense? Uh, this is this to me could be a Micah Parsons fit, and uh, yeah, I like that, Matt. That's a good call. Bring I like a, that. Bring, bring in a big thumper. Uh, I mean, get get a little identity on that side of the ball. All right, so number twelve. This I actually think this is one of the most intriguing teams. Um, obviously, I'm, I hate them as a fan base, uh, but the Eagles are drafted twelve, so you have them taking Waddle. Uh, Mel Kiper has them taking Sertain, and then. Uh, McShay has them taking Michael Parsons. So they can go a lot of different ways. Uh, receiver, linebacker, uh, their O-line starting to get a little old too if, if anybody can fall there. And they have a lot of needs. Yeah, they do. I, I think 
I think Jalen Rager was a terrible pick last year. I think we saw that play right. out. I mean, he barely even had any effort on the field. So it's almost like you go back to the well, and at this late, by trading down, they've kind of traded out of those type of spots. Uh, that's my other thing, too, is like they traded down. So not that they definitely have someone in mind, but like a position where they feel comfortable. So I think receiver, if a Waddle or Smith falls, is possible. I think corner – it is a, a good spot. I mean, it's been the worst, one of the worst positions on the team for years, it feels like. Uh, so I think J.C. Horn um, sitting there would be really interesting to me. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's tough. I think it's going to be a tough pick, uh, all things considered. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe it's a team that can move down again. Uh, but, you know, that's a possibility, too. Yeah, this is a this is a ugly scenario in Philly. Um, they drafted Rager last year. They drafted Andre Dillard the year before. I don't even know if he's played more than two games because of injuries. Kelsey's old. Lane Johnson's old. Uh, o line makes a lot of sense, but uh, I think their wide receiving core is so bad. You have Travis Fulgham and Greg Ward basically as two starters. You have to probably grab uh, Smith or Waddle if they fall here. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, this kind of what we just said about the Giants, I think this goes right with the Eagles. There's so many holes on that team. Like, where are you going to go with this? And I agree with Matt. When you have, you know, when you just name those two wide receivers and you're saying they're starters, you better go and get a wide receiver. I don't care who's there. Yeah, I believe. Didn't they lose a tight end during free agency this year as well? Not not yet. No, not uh, yet. Zach Ertz, Ertz. he's probably going to be gone. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what. Yeah, I think he's a restricted. So, all right, okay. So the ch- the Chargers. So you have them getting Rayshon Slater out of Northwestern. Uh, you know, kind of building around their new franchise quarterback. Um, McShay actually has Penny Soul sliding all the way down here at thirteen, and then Mel Kiper has Rashawn Slater too. So you guys obviously line up on that. But Penny Soul does he really slide to thirteen? That just seems so unrealistic to me. I think it could be crazy uh, if that happens, but uh, stranger things, uh, it could. I think if if teams are worried, but I I think we're on agreement because the Chargers need a franchise left tackle. I mean, Trey Pipkins, probably not a guy you want starting a left tackle with Justin Herbert there. Uh, I mean, Brian Balaga's on the other side. Like, you can almost upgrade both spots. Um, So this seems, I think if Slater or or there, slam dunk, I think Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, they want someone a little nastier with that mean streak. Um, that you know, it's, it's that's a possibility too. But I, I kind of have trouble seeing them go many other ways. It's actually like a, a pretty good team on paper, all things considered. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right here. Um, that they have solidified basically every position. They're deep at running back. They're they're okay at wide receiver. They could probably use another guy, but they like two of those young kids from last year and Guyton and Johnson. They brought in uh, Jared Cook. So uh, Herbert has enough weapons, but you killed it with Trey Pipkins as your left tackle. No way. Whatever whatever left tackles left right here and whichever one they love. So it would probably be Slater, Darishaw, and in a dream world, it would be Sewell if he fell. I mean, that'd be, a, in my opinion, somebody runs up to that podium and, and throws that card at uh, the commission. I, I would hope I would hope the Steelers, if that happens, the Steelers are running up, tackling people, and putting a trade in and going up and getting this kid. I know Shane's shaking his head, but please, Shane, let me tell you something because I've been bashed on. And I, I so much liked your mock because you had offensive line for the Steelers because yes. these Steelers fans, and I'm a diehard Steeler fan, 
if we go and get a running back in the first round, I'm going to flip out. <laughs> and that's all I'll yeah. say. So that's why, again, if this guy drops this far, tackle somebody, put throw, throw a card up there, get it, call the helmet phone. I don't care what you do. Get the get get it in. So I'll tell you, I'm sorry, Shane. No, I was gonna say, look, if the Steelers trade up for a tackle, uh, then th- there's gonna be there's gonna be a, an undrafted free agent starting at center and uh, Benny Snell starting running back. It's gonna be a problem. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't see that see a, a trade up happening at the very least. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll take Benny Snell. Okay, well, you you can have him, and by the time he gets to the end, yeah. the season will be over. So. <laughs> All right, so I'll tell you what. So let's just uh, because we're kind of short on time with you, Shane. Here, I want to bring you on for the the second half next week. Um, so we'll round out to fifteen. But I can tell you this: I think next week's show is going to be a lot more interesting because we have a lot more to say about the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Redskins. So that'd be a great show for us. Um, all right, so at fourteen, you have Quiddy Pay um, at the edge out of Michigan. <sighs> McShay, I mean, um, Mel Kiper has Christian Darisol coming up. And then McShay has Rashawn Slater falling here to the Minnesota. So um, two edge guys, or I'm sorry, two offensive guys, and you have a DN guy. Uh, what's your thoughts? I, I mean, I think those two spots, I think off left tackle or pass rush, you know, are a possibility. Um, you know, Danielle Hunter won't be there too much longer. The other side, they have no starter, really. They have no starter at left tackle. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm a little torn, but it seems like it's going to be one of those those picks. And, and Quiddy Pay, just his athletic ability, I think, is going to be intriguing. Uh, and it's something that's very fitting for, you know, what the team has done in the past. And, um, you know, ultimately, um, I, th- I think this will be a kind of a linchpin pick for the second half of the draft. Is it going to be kind of tackle heavy in that first half? You know, or are these tackles going to fall and a lot of teams in the second half need them? You know, or is pass rush kind of passed over? And that's always something that teams could use. So um, I-, I think it's actually a really important pick for everyone else. I think this is where the uh, the draft switches to some more defenders going. I think this is a an edge rusher after they lost Ngakwe as well. So I, I would lean somebody like Jalen Phillips here. Um, he seems to be the highest rated on the board rushing. I, I know Gregory Rousseau was really high early in the year, and it seems like his stock has dropped. And you had uh, Ojolari in earlier. So I think the, the potential could be either him or um, – Phillips at this pick. Smith. No, I mean, I just, I was looking at a couple mocks, just kind of going with everything. I mean, I think everything that's been said right now is fantastic. I mean, I, my big thing out of the first round, I, I st- and Matt, Matt might not like this being a, being a Washington fan. I just, everything I'm hearing down here and Q, you might back me on this is I think you're going to have, you're going to have this, the skins going up and getting a quarterback. I I just, and it seems like they're in love with uh, Lance right now. And I I really still think, you know, I, you know, Matt Jones is the one that intrigues me a little bit. You know, a lot of people have said he was just on a great team, great offensive line, great weapons. I still think the kid's a winner. I think it will be interesting to see who goes and gets him. New England's one that's jumping off the page at me, looking at a lot of these mocks that go up and get him. 
And again, you know, I'm just, I can't wait if Shane can come back next week because I can't wait to get into my Steeler talk a little bit. And I know in the mock, he had them taking a line guy and I'm so glad he did. Because Shane, I've said this and I know you have to go and we're going to get you off here, but um, I don't care who your running back is. If you don't have an offensive line, it doesn't matter. And I'm very, if you, you got to build an offensive line and and I know all the, and I've been attacked on Twitter by some of my Steeler fans. I, you know, Harris is great back. Um, but if you don't have an offensive line, I don't care. And I liked in your mock, I believe you had the Steelers, if I remember correctly, taking the kid out of Ohio State, I think in the second round. Am I correct on that? Yeah. So I kind of see that. I, I don't mind. I, and I really would love to see the Steelers do that and then get a running back. So I can't wait. I hope you can come back because I'd love to dive deeper with the Steelers. But again, Shane, Shane was Shane was money tonight, Q. We just still have one more pick, Smitty. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were done. <laughs> no, we got hey, well, it was eight o'clock. I've been trying to I'm trying I'm looking at the time. I'm trying to keep him off at I know, I know. I'm trying to get bounce at eight. I know. We got all right, last pick, Shane. Okay, go for it. All right. So the Patriots, so a lot of people had him trading up. You have them saying at 15, getting Mac Jones here. Um, Love it. So McShay has Jeremiah, Uwasu, Koromoa, and then um, Kuiper has the Cowboys taking J.C. Horn here. I'm sorry. Well, he's got J.C. Horn, but obviously they play South Carolina. I don't know if he met Caleb Farley because uh, he's got J.C. Horn listed as Tech, and then he also has Caleb Farley at Tech at 16. So one of those two he's got. So he's got – Dallas going DB. I mean, I think New England either moves up for a QB. Maybe it's Mac Jones. I think it's Justin Fields. Um, uh, if you watch Bill Belichick's reaction at the Mac Jones Pro Day, uh, you know, it may, may not have been great. No, but it, I, I think it's possible. I think if they stick here, I think it's old defensive front seven, Bill Belichick, Zayvon Collins, you know, uh, Jamin Davis. I think it could be a little bit of a surprise. But um, I, I I think, look, they, they – Paid out out the out the behind in free agency for the first time ever. So wouldn't this be a time the Patriots do for the first time ever move up in the draft for quarterback? I think we could see it. If they don't trade up, I like Quiddy Pay here. Get get a nice sturdy building block on the D line. I'd say best available at that point. And you know the thing about New England is. Really fast is so many guys sat out last year for that team. Yep, they got three. They got three starters back, I believe. So uh, you know, a lot of people, and that division is very tough. I mean, Buffalo, uh, Miami, what they're doing, and the Jet. You know, again, I don't know about the Jets, but you have those teams. But yeah, that's one thing to keep in mind. You have so many guys that sat out on that team, and being a Steeler fan, I hate to say it, they they could be right back in the mix. And you know, Belichick's going to have a plan, and he's going to come up with something here. I think this is a quarterback. I agree. I think it's Mac Jones, it, but it, it, it's one of the quarterback. It's Jones or Fields. He's going to get a quarterback here. All right. Well, Shane, cool. uh, thanks for coming along for the top 15. We'll uh, we'll get you back on next week to do 16 through 32 uh, when you have a little bit more time. Um, yeah. So we will see you next week. Yeah, uh, thanks for coming on today, dude. Sounds great, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks, Shane. Hey, thank, Thank you for thanks, dropping Shane. in, man. Appreciate it, man. Amen. Thank you very much. Hey, Shane Holman, everybody. Uh, that was awesome analysis. Like I said, uh, we'd love to have him on. We'll get him on next week to do 16 through 32. Um, we wish we had a little more time with him to do all 32, but obviously he's got uh, a very busy schedule, so we appreciate him taking that time out. What did you guys think of his uh, his first 15? 
Loved it, man. Right I, on. I could talk. I could talk NFL draft for oh, like <laughs> 48 hours straight, and I'm going to go into a not a rant here, but I'm actually going to agree with Smitty on something coming up in a few seconds. No, I thought Shane was great. You know, we've uh, Dr. Brent kind of got introduced to him, and Shane was in a college fantasy dra- uh, league with myself and Matt for a couple years, and then. I'm not sure if he's in it anymore because like last year we didn't really do any of those legs. So I'm not sure, but you know, I, I wrote out to, like we've said before, wrote out, you know, just wrote him and asked if he could come on and he agreed and a great, a great guest again. And, you know, that's one thing I think we're doing really well, boys is we're getting great people on the show, you know, with Greg Peterson and Jimmy the bag last week and now Shane, and we have a couple other people that we're going to try to bring on and, have conversations with so let's keep it up and i hope that uh, the listeners enjoy smitty it's amazing you just said that i never pieced two and two together i never realized that, he, that was him in our league until that was, until yeah until you just brought it up i i, I would never have pieced two and two together yeah and that was dr brent dr brent always kind of has just somehow he met shane and he always joked with me because shane's a big ohio state fan i believe if i'm correct and i think i am and then he got in the league and, you know, Shane, you know, Dr. Brent's like, yeah, he, he writes stuff and he like, he, he's gone to the senior bowl and he did a draft show one year, year, a couple years ago. And like, he broke down every draft pick, like first round. And I'll tell you, like I was muting the television and I was watching him and that's how, like, I thought he was just spot on with things. So another great guest and very privileged to have him on. And I hope everything works out next week that we can have him back on and finish it up. So Man, I, can't wait was, little, I can't wait to talk a little trash on him. And I asked how he likes how I won the league three years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, well, I'll tell you what, that college football, that league is very competitive and it's awesome, between myself and Matt. We are, I've won it a couple times. Matt has won it. Like he just said, and we've gone head to head in that league many, many times, and it's a lot of fun. Oh, I need to get into that league. You guys need to kick somebody out. Uh, we won't have to. We had people drop because we didn't. We haven't done it now for a year, and so it's kind of, kind of like disbanded. Oh, hey, I'm in. I'm a free agent. Okay, right. we'll, we'll we'll start up that chatter. Okay, um, real quick. So obviously, we'll talk way more Steelers, Redskins, Dolphins. Have another pick in the uh, second half of the first round. Um, so that'll probably be a little more in-depth show, a little more passion for us. Uh, but I just saw the Steelers re-sign Josh Dobbs. They have four quarterbacks now. Why? Why? They love their retreads here. They just brought back Vince Williams. Oh, my Lord. What is going on in Steeler Nation? Well, I don't mind, I don't mind Dobbs personally. Dobbs is a genius. Dobbs, Dobbs was like another assistant coach last year if he doesn't dress – he was over. He had his own like video stuff looking at. Then he go to Ben. I don't mind that at all. You know, here's and I know we're not. I'm not going to get on my Steeler rant here tonight. But the only thing that scares me about the Steelers, and I've been saying this, is every quarterback now is under one year contract. And so now, who's the one? That, who's the one getting cut this year? And who are the other ones getting cut next? Well, year? that's the thing. I heard they said they might just put someone on the practice squad. So who knows? But here's the thing with the two. John Clayton just came out and said that he thinks Ben's going to play another two, three years. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I think of is maybe COVID. One line. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I don't know. You know, and, and you know, that's why, like I said, I'm so passionate about the Steelers. And the thing is, I'll call the Steelers out. And then I've called the Steelers out and I've been on Twitter and then people will bash me. And that's great. I don't care. But you got to get offensive line. It's time for a change. You got to get younger. You can't keep bringing these. You know, again, I don't mind Vince Williams coming back if he's like a back, like doing. Hey, somebody, the phone's ringing. Hold on. Your Super Bowl window's closed. Oh, it's, it's gone. closed. Yeah, absolutely it is. Listen, I've said it. The Steelers next year, between their schedule, they could be the worst team in that division next year. Smitty, I hope uh, the Steelers do what the Bucs did and they draft a kicker in the second round. Oh. <laughs> Why? We don't need just... a kicker. I've seen some punters in some mock drafts in like yeah. the fifth or sixth Daniel round. Sepulveda, round two. Here you yeah. go. <laughs> hey, you know, the, thing, <laughs> the thing is, here's the thing about sports, and I've said this before, and this is hard for people. People love their superstars. And I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it again. And I'm not. I brought my I brought my sister into this conversation already before. When the when the Celtics traded Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, man, and it's the, my sister didn't like it, but a lot of Celtics fans didn't like it. Guess what? That was a smart trade. Yeah, they're older. You got, got you got to move on. Hey, Paul Pierce is doing great stuff right now too. So <laughs> you his ball, so. Uh, I like it. But, I think we can. Get, I think we can get him on this show. Oh, Paul, yeah, we probably <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> I'm going to reach out to him. We're live from the dancing floor. <laughs> but you know the thing is, and that goes for any team. It's the quicker you rebuild, the quicker you can get back. And a lot of people don't want to do that. I'm, well, you, I'm you a firm believer. I'm the firm believer with the steel. Now, again, am I going to lose sleep with big Ben quarterback in next year? No. Is he going to have some good games? Absolutely. He is. Is he going to throw some interceptions? If they throw the ball 55, 60 sometimes like they did last year. Absolutely. The thing is you, you got to build to me and I've listen, I've never played football. I I've, I've watched a lot. I think I understand the game. I do pretty well sometimes with, uh, with some bets in football, you have to build an offensive line. You got to have defense aligned. You got to have some secondary sprinkled in. You can't give one guy on your team, all the money. Like you see with some of these teams right now with some of these quarterbacks, and then they can't add on to the team. They're not any good. That's, that's the game. So, I'm gonna. People are gonna bash me because they want Harris as a running back. But again, good luck. He's not gonna run anywhere. You can draft him. He's not gonna have a great year if you don't have offensive line. Yeah, if you don't have a line, I hate to say it. Yeah, I think he is. I think he's the best running back in this draft uh, at, from a typical running back standpoint. Like when you think of a running back, a lot of people have ATN higher because he has the wow factor and. Again, I don't buy into that as much, even though this is our day and age. But you're you're absolutely right, Smitty. You have to get younger on the front. You have to you have to keep your quarterback upright. I don't care if Ben plays three more years without a line. He's not going to make 16 games. He's not even going to make six games. You're gonna you're gonna have a running back with 800 yards on 300 carries at a 3.1 average. And your team is going to be average. You have – they need something drastic here, and, and they just keep bringing back retreads. Vince Williams is a good player. It, his reason for coming back is because he said he wanted to, to come back here. 
No, I actually think you got shit offers. I hate to say it. And, and <laughs> same with Juju. You got shit offers from other teams. And that's why you're back here. Not because of you want to stay here. You you were searching for the money. You just you you're not gonna get it. Yeah, I'll touch on the uh the running back thing real quick. So I actually got into it uh on notebook wager and Twitter with a with a fan. You know, somebody chimed in like who should the Steelers pick? And everybody was on Najee Harris and I said go line for that exact reason. I'm sorry, there's no Bo Jacksons right now, and there's no Barry Sanders in the league. As much as people want to know, those guys had bad offensive lines they were running behind. Like there's nobody in the league that can do that right now. As far as ETN being ranked higher, I think he just has a little maybe a little better hands. Um, he did it for four straight seasons, whereas Najee Harris really only had a breakout year this year and semi last year. Um, and he's got a little more speed. So I think that's why he's rated over. I think Najee Harris is the pick personally. I'd, I'd rather have a bulldozer in the NFL. Um, but if you don't have a line, it doesn't matter. And I actually backed up Benny Snell. Smitty, you know, I liked him. Uh, he was a competent runner out of Memphis. Memphis produces competent runners. Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky. I'm sorry, Kentucky. My apologies. Um, He's not a bad guy. Is he a little slower? Yeah, but he could still get you 100 yards, 120 yards, maybe two touchdowns. He needs 20, 30 carries, but the guy needs a freaking line to run behind. It doesn't matter who you have. Again, there's no Barry Sanders. There's no, you know, Bo Jackson. You're not just running past and through everybody. Sorry. Now, I agree. You know, the thing with Benny Snell, Benny Snell isn't bad. I mean, he had a couple games last year. I agree with Matt. I think Harris is the best back. Now, and I've said this on the show. If they take him, I'm not losing sleep over it either. Like, okay, good. That's you'll lose sleep though if there's a you'll lose sleep if there's a great O lineman there that they leave there. Oh, absolutely. And I'm gonna be upset. You know, here's the problem. Too many fans, and Matt will agree with me, they said it today on the junkies queue down here. They said, I think it was EB said, oh, if we get an offensive line in the first round, oh, boo, it's kind of boring. You need it. That's the problem. Everybody wants the flash person. Who cares? It doesn't, It guess what? Then you don't understand it. So you want, you you want the stat of the day? Last year, four first round running backs led their team in rushing. Four out of 32 teams. That is one-eighth of the league, and you expect Harris to come in and make an impact? You're absolutely crazy. You know who outperformed almost all the other high-draft running backs? James Robinson, a undrafted rookie free agent. Don't reach. Play it safe. I know safe is boring. Just play it safe. Take 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 the best rusher if that's the way you have to feel because you lost Bud Dupree. But my God, you have to look at O line that they're going to bring back uh, the left tackle, uh, Villanueva. Right, he's no, old, he's slow. Yeah. I mean, he's done. Yeah, you lost your slow. center. Yep, your your center's gone. DeCastro's another year older. The the right side is young and unproven. You got to get somebody in there, and they don't have and the I, cap space. It, they don't have the cap space to go get anybody. And the and the thing is, Dotson played very well as a rookie. So if you draft another one guy or two guys in the draft here early, you can now you're starting to go. Okay, man, we're we're starting to get young here on the offensive line. That's right. Then you're starting to see some things. I'm going to bounce off what Matt just said with the running back, and then again we can get off the Steelers. I'm not trying to make this a Pittsburgh Steelers show, but look at Dallas with Elliott. They gave Elliott all that money. He's a train wreck. You don't know what he's going to do off the field. He couldn't hold on to the football last year. 
their line started getting beaten up a little bit, but Tony Pollard came in and was outperforming Ezekiel Elliott last year. Well, well who- I'll say this. I think that you, while you have that point, I think another fair point too is Ezekiel Elliott got paid and, and his gut shows he got paid because now he's, he's eating at the, you know, the highest restaurants ever. So I think that when Ezekiel Elliott has his mind focused, he's, he truly is one of the best running backs in the game. And we saw that the first four years of his. You better hold on to the football. Well, I agree that. But I think his was a little more. I think once he got paid, he just kind of doesn't care anymore. He's doing his own thing. Kind of like Des Bryant. That's a great point. And so many so many of these guys in the league, that's what happens. They get their Todd big Gurley. payday. They're done. Yeah. Once you get that big payday in the NFL, you're set for life. Mm-hmm. So you really only have to run hard for your first four years and you're good. Um Matt, real quick, I know we'll touch more into this, but the Redskins, they were just saying, you know, and I'm going to actually say this um, now. I actually wouldn't mind them trading up to get Trey Lance. I know you brought that up earlier. And I'll say this. Next year's draft class in terms of quarterbacks is very thin. Fitzpatrick is not the guy. He can be a guy for 16 games, but he's not going to be the guy for 16 seasons, if that makes sense. Um, If you do feel like you need a quarterback and you can't get a veteran, I am okay if depending on what you give up, because you don't want to deplete your young defensive talent, you, you do have to win now because that that window is closing. So if you don't go, you know, Christian Darisol or another solid O-line, which I think you should, um, I would be okay with them drafting a quarterback because there are so many good, you know, good rated talent this year, whether they produce or not, it, you know, we'll never know. But this is a quarterback heavy draft class. I think, it's going to be a decently successful draft class and quarterback. So it's the one year I'm okay with them reaching for it. So Smitty thought I would disagree with him saying the same thing. I am completely on board with a few caveats. You, you just hit the nail on the head. If, if the price is too steep, don't be foolish again, grab that best left tackle, get, get, get that building block. Fitzpatrick's going to be okay for a year. No problem. You actually have a capable backup now in high Nikki. So, so don't rush. Don't get crazy. You can always get a free agent somewhere along the line next year. But if they can get up to, if, if the draft hits uh, the third pick and it's Mac Jones, let's just say, or fields, then I think we're going to see some commotion in the room. We're going to see some papers going up, some of the old helmet phones ringing, and then we're going to see, hey, who's going to make the better offer? I think New England does have a real chance of coming up. I think Dallas does have a real chance of coming up for Kyle Pitts as well. I, I am truly believing that once Jerry Jones is enamored with somebody, he still pulls he pulls the lever down there on that slot machine. He's Dan Snyder 2.0. Yeah, so yeah. I would love to see them get Trey Lance and sit one year behind Fitzpatrick. Because Fitzpatrick, not only is he he's a, a great stopgap, he's actually a great leader and a great dude. Get, get Lance in there. Yeah, so somebody made up the super comparison. Oh, he's from uh, Harvard or Colgate, one of the two, I believe. Harvard, yeah. Harvard, yeah. yeah. So somebody made the comparison. It was a great comparison that when Rivera took over in Carolina, it was him who wanted uh, uh, Newton. And that's how he built that franchise. And that's who Lance is getting the comparisons to. But even with a better, more accurate arm, even though his sample size is way, way less. I'm all for it, but I don't want to ruin a good thing they have going. They have a great defense building there. Don't don't uh, mortgage your future, though, for this one kid. If you, if you, if you can get him for 
one first and I don't know, a young player. Okay. I, I think, think they're going to have to Tim settle. <laughs> yeah. It's even in the league. Tim yeah. settle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he yeah, backed he up Deron Payne. He's, uh, he's a local kid down here, man. Yeah. He's actually pretty serviceable. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they might have to get rid of Deron Payne and then maybe Which I would first. be okay with <sighs> really. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Jonathan Allen can, he, played tackle he can play there and you have two solid i mean you have another edge rush you have two edge rushers sweat and um shit, why am i drawing to kerrigan's line? gone no not kerrigan um chase uh chase young, chase young. Chase young sorry oh, yeah. so you have your two edge guys you're not worried about that you know yes is paying a wall inside he is but so is allen allen's serviceable there and and believe it or not tim settle is actually very serviceable and plays a lot of snaps for them so but do you feel that giving up that then hurts? So their O line is it's not thin. The left side it's aging. Is, left side is really thin. The right side with Morgan Moses is good. Uh, yeah, but sure. he gets injured every every game. Yeah, he's still good though. Uh, yeah, if when he's in. I I like I said I don't want them to mortgage their future. And if they can't get up to get Lance without breaking the bank, just hold tight. Get me one of those tackles and and ride Fitzpatrick out for you because I think the division is easily winnable. I do too. Well, I think so, Rivera has some sense, and I think he has a calmness in the draft. I I think he's going to draft more along your lines um, than you know prior coaches. Like I don't think Dan Snyder is getting his way this draft. And they made great headway in the all season. I mean, they brought in um, Curtis Samuels. Uh, yep, a superb pickup. Their their running backs are a great mesh of talent. Logan Thomas, the tight end, surprisingly played top five almost in in the tight end rankings. We well, saw they, they got they, that they basketball got, player. They got yeah, yeah, the kid from like Peru or Brazil or somewhere. yeah, something like that. Yeah. I agree with Matt. I, I, I agree with Matt there. I, I don't think they need to go get a quarterback. I think, and I always say this, these teams that just start trading crazy and give up all their draft picks to go get somebody, I, I, I don't like it. And, and I, I think, again, Matt made a good point there. You have a good veteran quarterback that can do it this year. You can sit another year, see if there's another free agent that you could bring in that's a little younger you have some guys with Henneke and Allen that can sit there and can step in and I think can do the job too. I agree with Matt. I think you got to look offensive line. I'd like to see them, if one of the wide receivers, if they could go and get one of these younger wide receivers uh, to match up with, um, man, now I'm drawing a blank too. I'm not in football. McLaurin. McLaurin. McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. Yeah. See, I think um, they're good on the receiver. I think you got I Samuel. Yeah, Samuels was a nice ad. Uh, maybe the, one more. The two Sims. Did. I could I, I agree with Logan Thomas played very well. Could you get somebody? But again, you could look at then and say, okay, we can hold off for a wide receiver maybe in the second or third and bring somebody in like that. I think too. so. I, I agree with Matt. I'm looking offense line for the Redskins or somebody on the defense end that you can really put in that slips down and just add on to a very good defensive team. I think that's smart. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go get a quarterback, but it sounds like they're they're gonna try. I, I hope they don't. I mean I'm not even a skins fan, so so, Smitty, here's their uh, wide receiver room in full. And I. this is why I don't think they need to get another. I agree. Uh, they don't People forget so Kelvin Harmon's coming back. Yep. They have Terry McLaurin and then Curtis Samuel. They uh, grabbed Adam Humphreys from Tennessee. 
uh cam sims. oh that's right i forgot about okay and then i'm off i'm off the wide receiver cam sims steven sims and then lo and behold what you just said they have kelvin Harmon and they brought in antonio gandy golden last year so that's seven wide receivers that are probably going to make the team and you can't carry seven you gotta one of them has to go well you really, so, you have really two like running backs i really too. like the humphreys pickup yeah yeah you got two solid receiver and running backs too, and McKissick and, and Gibson. So you're almost playing with nine wide receivers. Yep. That's true. I forgot about the Humphreys. <laughs> no, I think the point though is if you were to get a quarterback and the price is right, I think you take that chance this year for the Redskins. If it's not right, then you just draft the uh, the O line, and I think it would be a win win scenario. A lot of people. What's the kid? And maybe you said it, and I just missed it. A lot of mocks have them taking the kid out of Virginia Tech. Christian Darisol. Yeah, he's, he's he's a beast. I mean, it fits in. Um, I, you know, I, yeah. I mean, I like I said, O-line, or if the price is right, quarterback, I'd be okay with it. Uh, you know, obviously, we'll get Shane's opinion on it next week. Um, we were just kind of diving into some some home teams. Um, yeah, your, your left tack, starting left tackles, Cornelius Lucas, and left guard is Wes Schweitzer. Uh, brutal. That, that, that that's not cutting it on the left side. That, that's no. the most important side. I, I I mean the blind side is 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 crucial. I think you have to go line here, and I don't want them to give up. Say, uh, um, their first round pick, their second round pick this year, and a first next year to go up and get a quarterback, and then now you're you're sitting on a third and fourth round kid to try to come in and play left tackle. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, boys, you guys got anything uh, for this this show? I don't yeah, have anything. I, yeah, good. I got man. some more of you guys want to talk some nonsense. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So I so I uh, wrote down some. So the one question I asked was about the quarterback coming back into the end of the first round. That, and I asked it for a reason, but we didn't get all the way down to the teams. So I actually think a team that makes sense to go with a late round, late first round quarterback is the New Orleans Saints. Um, a lot of are, love and Kyle Trask there and Davis Mills. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I know Peyton is a quarterback guy, and I'm sure he's doing his due diligence. You, They can't possibly trust Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill to lead a squad that can obviously win now into the playoffs, can you? I don't, but they just signed him that big deal. <laughs> like, what were they thinking? That's why I. That's why I asked that question. I'm like, I, I knew there was I, a reason. I, and I'm with you, Q. I think Trask goes higher than we think. I do too. Listen, he and I know he's a homer, you know, because I'm a Gator fan. But Smitty knows I objectively support and objectively bash the Gators, and then I, I have no problem saying somebody sucks or not. But I just cannot see why he's like. People have Kellen Mond ahead of him. Are you kidding me? Like how? I saw this that. is. I don't get it. It's mind-blowing, and I mean, maybe, again, maybe I'm blind, but I really think Kyle Trask, in my opinion, is more pro-ready than half of the guys in the league. Him and Lawrence have such good touch on the ball, and, you know, Shane brought up a point of the zip. I think Kyle Trask, because there had been times where he he lobs it in there, throws it right in the basket, but then there were some times where he zipped it in. I, I don't think he throws lasers like Dwayne Haskins did where he ended up with four picks because he doesn't know how to touch. I think he knows when to throw what type of ball. And I think he's very, very underrated. Yeah, I think I think a team who might sneak sneak around and try to get him. I don't 
I'm not sold New England's going up to get a quarterback. That's maybe not they them. get him. That's right. And and I think they could somehow jump into the back end of the first round and grab a guy that they think could fit their system. Now I think if Mac Jones starts slipping, they go get him. So if I think Mac yeah. Jones is, is hanging out around eight, nine, ten, I think the Patriots will go up. Fair. Fair. Uh, no, I agree. I, I agree. I, I've been with and Q, you know, Q said it. He'll bash. I mean, he likes his Gators and he brags his Gators up, but he bashes just like I do with Michigan football. I do the same thing. I, and that's, I, I think Trask is going to be a steal. Now, Mond out of Texas A&M intrigues me a little bit. I think he, big arm, can move. I I don't, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a team taking him in the third or fourth and just trying to develop him a little bit more. I think he could be a steal too. But again, I'm a teacher. I'm not a QB analyst, <laughs> so I'm not sure. That's just my opinion. I'm just going. I like him. I like his size. I like his arm strength. I think he can move. But I'm high on Trask, and Q can back that on. I've I've said that all year. So, so I just real quick, I want to touch, and and this is kind of back to Trask real quick. But Dan Mullins is head coach, right? He's known as a quarterback guru. I, ju- I just want to throw you a couple names. So Dak Prescott was under him. Alex Smith in Utah because he was with Urban in Utah after Bowling Green. Kyle Trask, I think he developed well. Chris Leak, I thought, was a, was a better quarterback than what he was given an opportunity. I thought he had one of the best spirals I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then people don't realize this, but Dan Mullen recruited and had Cam Newton for two years. And then Cam Newton decided to steal a laptop and obviously he's not at Florida, but Cam Newton turned out pretty solid. So, I mean, the guy knows quarterbacks. I just want to throw that out there. I'm with you, man. I I think he's a, a good player who's going to do okay in the NFL. I really do. I agree. I'm right on him. I kind of wanted the Steelers to take him. Oh, I think if the Steelers get him, I mean, I could see him fitting no, The Steelers already he's- have 16 quarterbacks on the team. Oh. Well, I'll tell you right now, you get him, you cut him all the next day and say, Sorry, I think, I think, the, I think the rumor cue is I heard Duck Hodges is coming back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> alone. Now, Bubby, if Bubby Brister came back, I would not, I would not say one word about that. I'd love to have Bubby Brister. Back. Hey, I'll give you this. I, I'm a Mason Rudolph fan now that I found he's uh, dating Jeannie Burchard. So good for him. Uh, it's a big pickup in his life. I guess what? I could care less who he's dating. He can't throw <laughs> Fair enough. At least he's looking good leaving the locker room with her. So I'm looking at, at three mocks right here in front of me, all side by side. Uh, they're pretty interesting. Um, Smitty, for uh, just for sake, the Steelers, do, all three of these guys, no Najee Harris. Bravo. Oh, Bravo, fellas. Bravo. Smart, smartest guys in the room. Smartest now, guys in the room. Um, Two out of the three have the Red, or sorry, the Washington football team taking a offensive lineman, and one has them taking the linebacker from Notre Dame, who I'm not a fan of, as opposed to Micah Parsons or the uh, the big banger that I said earlier. His name's dropping me. The kid from Tulsa. Oh, I didn't see oh. Collins. Yeah, Zayvon Collins. Uh, I would rather see him there. But then the one guy did, he made the bold statement of the Redskins going up to eight to get Trey Lance. And I I like that. I think they might have to give up a little too much. See, I don't I'm know okay if you have to it. give up much because here's the thing. Teddy Bridgewater is on the cap. You could say, hey, look, we don't have to move up, and you're going to pay this guy. 
I think if you because outside of the top five, I don't think you have to pay that much. I'm okay with that, but then I look at his full mock draft, and he has Lawrence one, Wilson two, Mac Jones three, Justin Fields four. Uh, I mean, I don't see Fields at four. No, me either. Not not to Atlanta. Well, Atlanta just came out and said they expect Matt Ryan to play for seven more years, and he's looking incredible. So. So you got you got to take the go with the bad here. I, I I would be okay if the if if we're sitting out having a beer on draft night and it gets to pick eight and I hear and Trey Lance is still on the board and I hear we have a trade, I'll get I'll genuinely get excited. <laughs> hey, uh, so you mentioned Najee Harris real quick. Uh, a lot of people actually now are starting to say Miami could potentially pick him at eighteen. Yep. What do you guys think right. of that second pick? Right. I actually I think, think that's it's a too, good move for them. See, I think it's a little early. I think you could get him in a second round or ETN in a second round, and it's a win-win. Uh, I think there's so many running backs. That's why Sermon out of Ohio State, Q. Well, the, the, what's the two out of UNC who are studs? Williams and Carter. Yeah. yeah. And how about the kid out of Oklahoma State? Oh, I, Chuba. I, I told, yeah, Chuba. I forgot about yeah, that. I mean, there's some – that's the thing about running backs that – Again, I'm just going to go again at the Steelers because I've said it, and people. That's why I don't think you need to go get a running back. I think Dude, there's, a, still- there's a guy's name I want to drop, but I don't want to drop it because I don't Smitty. I don't want Smitty getting wind of him for our dynasty leagues. Nah, have him <laughs> steal him right down in front of me. <laughs> Who is it, Matt? It's some Q. I'll text you. All right. All right. <laughs> in all, in all fairness, remember the name Javion Hawkins. All right. Um, I don't couldn't not ring a bell. <laughs> that's Matt digging deep, man. I love that's why Matt is so good in fantasy, and I love competing against Matt in fantasy. Man, we go after that college. That college queue is so much fun because there's so many players, and it's like Matt and myself are diving deep into some of these. Like you don't even know who some of these teams are for these guys. Q, I'll I'll give you a clue. So I still remember I was up in Erie fishing, and it was uh, it wasn't. It may have been the fantasy playoffs for college. And I had Capri Bibbs of Colorado State on my roster. And dude, for a four-week stretch, just dumped in 200 to 300 rushing yards and three touchdowns and carried me to a title. I was I remember I was going down the street to celebrate. Like, here's a win. Capri Bibbs late night just going off. I, I don't want to say your old lady's name on the uh, on the show because I don't want to give out her identity without your permission. But what do you, do you guys just talk about like draft picks and and stat lines at the dinner table, or do you have like a meaningful life outside? Because you know so much, like you don't have you're you don't have enough time to have a, a non sports conversation. I actually have an idiot savant brain, like Rain Man in the casino. <laughs> so I'll literally talk to her, and Walk I know she's, she's zoning me out. She's zoning me out the entire time. Who knows? We have four cats. I'll probably talk to them about drafts. <laughs> I love it. I my, love my wife has always said with me, she said, you know, it just never stops. It's it's college football. It's NFL. Then it goes into college basketball, and then you're talking Georgetown. Then it goes into you know Baseball. then the Pirates and the Pirates win six games a year and he comes complains about that and then it goes into fantasy same way I just I kind of talk to myself I just I, answered I a like, guy I just answered a dude on Twitter and I pulled out the name Olden Polnies from the old Supersonics he's like what oh I yeah wow yeah. never heard of him yeah can I can I tell you the greatest real quick story then uh, then I'll be done so uh, we have. 
you know, we're teachers and a buddy of mine and his wife and his sons living in our basement right now because they have to come back down because we have some, we have actually some kids now in our school. So he, I'm out cutting grass on Saturday and I come in and he's like, Hey, go downstairs, go down in the basement and you're going to be really happy. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. Like what's down. He had my Nintendo hooked up. My Super Nintendo then hooked up. And guess what he hooked up last night? An Atari. Oh, yeah. I was playing... We were playing games last night from 1982. Love it. What a just... You talk about... And I'll tell you what, people. Some video people, video game people out there. Get a 1980, like, 82 Atari and play combat and boxing and River Raid and uh, Kaboom. Man, did it make... I went back to like being seven, eight years old. It made my entire year. It was so much fun. Smitty, guess what? I have all three of those hooked up in this house along with an Xbox. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> my 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 room, my it's our spare bedroom, but it's my room. It's all my clothes. That's where I get dressed before I went in the office and everything. If I'm snoring, I'll go in there and sleep. It's it's my room. I have them I still have a Tecmo Bowl season running all <laughs> the time. Oh, it's the greatest. I'll be in there laying in there at like 10 o'clock at night. Gina will come upstairs and she'll be like, what are you doing? I was like, whoa, easy. I got, <laughs> I got Sanders going for 350 right here. Let me alone. It's 42 nothing over the Cardinals. Can I, can I tell you, I just played last Saturday a little RBI baseball. I was St. Louis. John Tudor gave up five solo home runs. It wasn't good. I had some bench guy come off and hit a grand slam, and I lost eight seven. Vince Coleman could not bunt and get on. I was struggling with that, but and what great, just great times. I mean, playing and you know it was great. My daughters came down and were watching. They're like, "These aren't bad graphics." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, it's like 1982 pole position. Go for it." Oh yeah. All right, boys. I'm gonna end the show because uh, got a little time constraint, and then I want to go hang myself because none of my baseball picks are paying out. Oh, my baseball picks Jeez. are brutal today. Pirates Ooh. up 2 nothing. Rays down well, of course 1 the Pirates nothing. are up 2 nothing. Best oh. team in the NL Central. Tigers up 6 nothing on the Astros and Lance McCullers. Oh, by the way, they also have uh, bases loaded. Uh, Marlins are up 5-2, so that's brutal. It's just not going my way, fellas. I told you, boys, give it a month. Let me Let me find some trends. Give it a month. Yeah, the trend is now the Pirates. I, I, hey, I've, I've had a couple good days. Today's going to be – Yeah, today's worst. a bad day. Hey, today, we today's a bad. And you know what? Tracks I just rode, he had a really bad day. It was a bad day. But here's the thing. I said this real quick. You know, Somebody has more real really quick moments. Oh, I love <laughs> it. Real quick moments. Real quick. I know my real quick moments go along. You know, you guys were making fun of – and I was telling Q earlier, you were making fun of the Pirates line. That's baseball. Like Blake Snell could not throw a ball anywhere last night. Like, I think like, that had more to do with Blake Snell than it did the Pirates being serviceable, though. Hey, Pirates Pirates hit the ball, man. Pirates are – they're hitting the ball slightly again. And the thing with the Pirates right now, a couple of their, their, their arms are pitching a little better. They're not down 9 nothing in the second. So, good job, Pirates. Hold on to the lead. Let's get to five wins. I need over 59. Thank you very much. Chad Cool, NL All-Star. Oh, he's pitching. horrible. He's horrible. Like, nine walks. It was like – it was like a 10-year-old trying to pitch in a Lola game last night. Yeah. All right, boys. I'll see you guys. Um, are we doing a Saturday show? Or, I mean, 
It's up to you guys. Or are we just doing like another Tuesday or Wednesday? Oh, actually. Oh, let's just do another next week show. Okay. All right, cool. All I'll, right. I'll be in touch with Shane. Let's try to get Shane back on. Yeah, let's get Shane. Uh, hey, but before we kill it here, how about we do that? Are we going to do the mock draft uh, between the three of us and four of us? Get Kaminsky where everybody does a pick. Get a minute, go. Minute two. Yeah. yeah okay. So next week is the 21st. So let's do it Wednesday the 28th. Yeah, we'd have to do it the day before the draft. Day yeah, before, or we could even do like a Monday, depending on if coming. Yeah, that's fine. Let's do it the week of the draft. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's do that. All right, boys, I'll see you guys next week. All right. Everybody find those winners. You got Hang it. the bookies. See ya.